So we are now joined by Advocate Shamima Sali, who is Al-Jamaa National Spokesperson, to talk to us about a peaceful picket that was supported by Al-Jamaa Party in regard to the Goodwood Primary School discrimination against two Muslim girls for wearing paint with their school uniform. Sister Shamima, welcome to Drive Time on IFM at 8.3 and shukran for, for joining us this afternoon. Wa alaikum salam and shukran for having us, uh, Shafiq. This is a fantastic platform and I hope that it is beneficial to all us, or all the listeners and that we can learn from it, inshallah. Insha'Allah. Al-Jamaa released a report on a discrimination incident against Muslim learners at Goodwood Primary School. What actually happened um, at this situation for the sake of our listeners? Well, you know what happened is I was tagged and as Al-Jamaa, it was the matter was also elevated to Al-Jamaa where there was an image going around on social media of two young girls at the Goodwood Primary School where they were being denied wearing pants under their dresses and they were advised to apparently remove the pants before they were, would be allowed entry to school. Um, now, as an individual who is an advocate who has worked with the National Prosecuting Authority as well as in family law, uh, you know, it is our responsibility, even as a political party, to first find out all sides of the story before we jump onto the bandwagon and start protesting and whatever else might be. So the first thing that was done is I was tagging the matter and I contacted the school mm. in order to determine from their side what the situation was. What I found is on my first call, uh, I requested to speak to the principal. Um, I was not allowed to speak to the principal. The principal was apparently busy. Second call, same thing, and they put me through to the admissions officer. Mm. I advised the admission officer, are you aware of this image that is um, circulating on social media with, with regard to these young girls, with regard to the pan story, etc., etc.? The individual advised, yes, she is aware. I advised her who I am, and I advised her, look, it's not um, my responsibility is to find out all the facts before we move forward. And then she advised what had happened is that the children had been accepted at the school in 2022. Mm. And in November, there was an email received from the parents where the parents duly noted that they were not happy with the dress code. And because these girls come from the Islamic faith, their father is a Molana, they are religious, etc., that they would appreciate, um, you know, the girls being able to wear a pants under the dress, etc. Mm. Apparently, and the, she at the admissions officer noted this on more than one occasion, that the girls were advised that they would be allowed to wear stockings or pantyhose. And then I advised her, are you aware that the stockings, you know these dresses that the school has is fairly short, mm. um, that the stockings would be tight-fitting on the body and would still be displaying the aura of the girls. And that would be the problem. Um, at no stage did the admissions officer ever to me in our conversation ever note that there is a pants option at no stage and the conversation was really lengthy but at no stage was they noted that the girls would be able to wear a pants under the dress mm. at all times it was advised it can be a stockings or basically a pantyhose then afterwards i also noted about the fact that these girls were left um out so, look, they were in the shade with their parents, but for two hours, these kids were left not to go into the classroom. So that obviously was another issue. Hmm. So if I was to say, I then um, wanted to get hold of the parents, and I put out a request on social media. I asked, if anybody knows the parents, please request that the parents contact me. 
because you can't just rely. Remember, there's always two versions and then there's the truth, right? Yes. And then I finally got hold of uh, Molana Kiran. Molana Kiran then advised about the situation that the school wanted the daughters to go to the bathroom, remove the pants, and then they would be allowed into the classroom. And for me, that is concerning because you now want to compromise the modesty of these kids by saying you will only be allowed in the classroom if you remove the pants. Mm. Before the concern that the father had, and he said he approached social media because according to the father, for more about six months, they had been trying to get in contact with the principal, but at all times they were being denied access to the principal because they were not happy with the dress code that has been advised to them, which according to them was the stockings or the pantiers. At no stage were they advised of the kids being able to wear a pants. Since the day that they came to the school, the kids had, the mother had a pants made of the same material as the dress. Uh, And it looked absolutely beautiful, I must admit. I've seen it, it looks very beautiful. Suffice to say, they were then, alongside other parents, kept out of the school in sense the children couldn't go through because everybody who didn't conform to the standard of dress code of the school were first being dealt with before the kids could go into the classroom. Now, another factor that which I then brought to four, and I, and I advised the school of this, and I'm very clear about this, is the fact that what they should have done is they should have allowed the kids to go to the classroom. Yes. It was, it comes down to a bit of victimization. Maybe they didn't even realize it, but it is psychologically and emotionally taxing towards the child to not be allowed on your first day of school entry into the school because of your dress code. The right thing to do was to call the parents aside and consult with the parents, not to place the children in that situation. Anyway, suffice to say, uh, I got the information from Molina, and then Molina, um, I spoke to him again the next morning because the situation around social media um, created a situation where the school made sure that there was an urgent meeting, and I think the meeting was on, the, it was on Friday, yes. so very quickly after the social media post. Hmm. I think it was the very next day. A meeting was then arranged with the parents okay. and the students. Okay. Let me let me just come back here um, and understand properly when um, the, the parents, actually, I mean the kids, were prevented from attending the school because of the dress code. Um, you said the kids were uh, admitted at the school or they were accepted last year, right? So this was their first Correct. time attending the school, right? Yes. So when it comes to... So when it comes to the school policy, for, for instance, um, do they issue like the policies for the parents to look at it? And uh, did the Maulana um, did take a look at the policy and maybe find something uh, in terms of dress code, which he could have addressed earlier? Well, he definitely did, because that is when he sent the email in November already. And he has done numerous attempts to speak to the principal. Mm. And, and was unsuccessful in getting in contact with the principal because you were kind of blocked from the principal and you'd be sent to, for example, whether it be to the SGP or to the admissions officer. Yes. Now, the story comes goes further as we came to uh, year. Um, on the day, or on the Friday, the day of the mediation, I contacted Molina and I said, look, we're thinking of doing a peaceful picket. Um, it is basically, we are, firstly, I told Molina, look, 
the best thing for, uh, the best interest of the children mm. is a mediation that the adult comes to an agreement. Right? That's yes. the first thing. Yes. And that is what we're going to be there for. So it wasn't a protest. It was simply also Molina was happy that we would be there because we wanted the support. Mm. The support of the community was encouraging because we're standing up for the rights and our constitutional rights of our being. And that's very important because if you go to the code of conduct of the school and you go to our constitution, you will see clearly the code of the conduct of the school definitely details that they need to respect all religions, etc. Mm. Mm. Right? Which means in respecting all religions, whether we're looking at the constitution of our country, whether we're looking at the constitution of the school, you need to consider one, the best interest of the children, yes. the constitution, our religion, all those factors needed to be factored in. Suffice to say, um, on the morning when it went, when the broadcast went out that there would be a peaceful picket, I was contacted by an individual from the Guru Islamic Society, mm. who initially they thought that this picket is going to be a protest and it's going to be, you know, harmful. And I explained to him, I said, you know what? Firstly, we're coming to support our Muslim brother and sister. Secondly, we are, you know, we are also a mediation. And the gentleman in question advised me that the principal had given authority to the SGB mm. to decide on the clothing um, that the children is able to wear. Because the principal, and I can understand where the principal comes from, he noted that he's not a Muslim person, right? Yes. He doesn't understand the, the, our religion, and it would be best that those who understand the religion better would be in charge of the clothing for especially the Muslim, the Muslim children. Now, that was apparently in place since the 2022. I think that there has been more parents who obviously brought um, the situation to fore. Information subsequently comes that there are kids allowed to wear pants. There's no issue on hijab. The children have been allowed to wear scarf at the school. Mm. Or those parents who didn't want to wear the pants, the kids could wear the stockings, etc. But this was not communicated um, from the information I received from Molana and his wife. This was not communicated to them. All right. And the fact that they were being blocked from a conversation with a principal, I think communication between a principal when needed is vital. Mm. Because otherwise we sit with a situation that we currently are in. Um, suffice to note, um, on the day of the mediation, the parents were advised about the pants and all these things and that there is a process that's in place and it's going to be beneficial for the kids and, and the children, the parents and the kids would be happy about it. They have been advised by the 1st of February, if I'm not mistaken, and that's the information I've received, is that this is supposed to be in place and the girls would be allowed to wear their pants. And if by the 1st of February... The changes has not been implemented. The girls will be continued to allow to wear their pants mm. until changes are effected. I have seen the statement from the school and I have seen the statement from uh, Molana as well. However, I do have reason to be concerned um, because some information came to fore. Mm. And, you know, all I want to say, when you do a mediation, there should be no duress. No victimization, no fear. Mm. That is a mediation, right? Yes. And I welcome mediation because in all aspects of the law, 
The first point of call is to try to mediate a matter. And I think even in our beautiful deen of Islam, the first thing we have to do as Muslims, and I'm sure in other religions as well, is to sit down, to consult, and try to reach an agreement or a compromise. Mm. All right. So and no- that is what our dean teaches us, and that is what we displayed on the Friday. And that is what we told media, who was in there, mm. what we told the parents, and we said, yeah, we're here to support you, we're here to mediate the matter, because at the end of the day, it is not about us as adults first, it is our dean, and then it is also, most importantly, the interest of the children. That's perfect. Uh, actually, I just wanted to come through um, into that part where about the picket. Who else was part of the, um, you know, the picket that, and also who organized the, the picket? Well, the picket, um, there was a gentleman who noted, um, his name is Buddha Muhammad, he said, you know, we should have a picket, just a peaceful picket. I said, you know what, I, then I spoke to Molana and I first asked him, how would you feel about a picket? if we were out there just peacefully protesting. I said, I think I kind of left it more to the parents for us to be there or not, because I didn't want to shake the boat. Yes. And the parents were supportive of us being there because they just felt that, um, you know, with all the support that they'd been receiving on social media, that it would assist um, them in, you know, that uh, personal support, just knowing that we were there. So we put it out there, and it was welcome to anybody who wanted to come. Look, at the end of the day, it was very short notice. It was after Juma'a. Mm. But what we also did is, because the meeting was at 3 o'clock, before we actually you know, stood with our posters, we just had said a few words and met with the parents as they arrived to give them their support. We made sure that no other child was present. Mm. Because once again, the best interest of children, we do not want to expose children to whether it be protests or pickets or whatever because they attend the school. Mm. So I think as Al-Jama and those individuals, there were other me- a few other members of the public present and a few media houses was present. It was all about being conscious of the best interest of children because it would it was the opposite the school etc. Right. So it you know what I was actually happy that it wasn't a lot of people mm. because at the end of the day I wanted it just to be peaceful and respectful. Shukran. Okay, so I just want to bring in another um, like an example here of uh, Major Fatima Isaacs. Um, she led a three-year legal battle for a religious right to wear a headscarf beneath um, her military beret. So. Up from that time, you know, up until yes. this time, I do believe that this matter should have been adopted by all departments in the country. So, no. Mm. Shafiq, absolutely. I'm going to tell you a couple of things more. Um, you know what? As Muslims, we should not fear standing up for our deen. Mm. We should not fear standing up for the modesty and the morals of our dean and for the protection of our children. Yes. What for me, however, was very sad is that there were many people placing things on social media. But when the time came, you are always but a handful. There are parents who fear to stand up, who, whose kids attend Guru Primary, mm. who fear to stand up because they fear victimization and because of their desire for their kids to be at a particular school. Mm. Now, I believe without fear and favor, you stand up for that which is right. Suffice to say, some parents at school 
I've received messages about children not being allowed to go to Juma Tiniously. Mm. So the time that the school closed, parents has addressed this with the school and it hasn't been dealt with. Mm. Further to the particular school, I have received messages from other schools in the Western Cape where, where children are being told you only allowed to wear scarf during the month of Ramadan. Yes. Right? Yes. But not through the rest of the year. So the reality is, especially our public schools, private schools differ, but our public schools need to be conscious of the fact that they need to get the code of contact, code of conduct and the dress code of the kids in line with the constitution. Mm. Right? Yes. We've had several cases now where young people has taken this matter further, not just Fatima, I remember Fatima checks the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, with her situation as well. And I know her personally. Right. And I admired her fight for the rights of Muslim women. There is young people who has taken this matter on and is case law already noting the rights, um, the constitutional rights that need to be respected surrounding the dress code of people according to their religious rights. Lovely. So, okay. so okay. Let yeah. me let me come back here. There's other issues also that uh, you know arise arise because of uh, the same incident. Um, there was some kind of uh, threats against the staff members. How did that come about? Mm-hmm. You know what? Social media can be a good tool and it can be an evil tool. Mm. Firstly, I advised one of the advices that I gave after my investigation was to please remove the faces of the children. Mm-hmm. remove the photograph, alternatively, blur the photograph. Because, Shafiq, I will come back to this again. Protect the children and they, because that kid has to go back to the school. Mm. People are going to know who they are. They're going to be pointed out. Some people are going to be supportive of them. And other people are going to victimize them. Mm. What subsequently happened is, uh, I, I saw what happened on social media and uh, I was perturbed by it. Mm. There was an image taken of the chairperson of the school who is, happens to be a Muslim. Yes. And it was a screenshot from what I could see. And there was attack on this person because, one, you are placed in a position in a school which is 68% Muslim mm. and you're supposed to be responsible for the dress code of our Muslim children. How are you responsible for the dress code of our Muslim children if you are not dressing accordingly. Mm. So how can you set an example? That was the one. Um, I'm not sure I heard by the grapevine that there were teachers being um, attacked and staff being attacked um, on social media. I personally must be honest, I haven't seen it, but I have subsequently heard about it via the grapevine and also um, it has been brought to the attention of the parents of the kids during the mediation meeting. Mm. All right. And I don't think that was the purpose of the image. Um, and I do think people would be railed. And I think this happens too often amongst our people and then division is created. Mm. If there's a situation, deal with the situation and don't um, basically go off stack mm. on other issues. Right. Stick with the issue at hand and address that issue. Lovely. So I'm glad that the matter now has been resolved and um, the kids will be allowed or they are allowed back into classrooms. And that's actually a good thing. So I just wanted to um, get to the maybe the constitutional advice you can give to the parents for now if they have to face maybe the similar kind of a situation. 
Uh, well, any other parent who sits with a situation um, of this nature, the very important thing that we learn from this whole matter is communication. Not just communication from the side of the parents, but communication from the side of the schools as well. Your first point of call in a situation where um, there is concern surrounding code of conduct of the school or dress code, etc., send an email mm. to the school. Keep a tab of the emails that you send to the school, and likewise the school would obviously keep a tab on their responses. If you are not happy with an outcome, then consider the further protocols, whether it is through WCED, whether it is through your religious bodies, etc., and address the matter further in that particular way. Social media has become, yes, a, a tool which is used because it's the quickest way of um, people taking heed of that this is serious, that we need assistance. We shouldn't have even been at this point. Mm. I strongly recommend that in every matter that a parent brings up, that an SGB or a school addresses the matter urgently or sits down with the parent to find a resolution because ultimately, once again, communication and remembering the best interests of the children principal in these matters. And for um, Shafiq, the reality is in all matters, sadly, our people have a tendency when they have disputes with people, when they're angry with somebody, they don't go to the person and say, you know what, you said something which I don't appreciate. They will firstly go to social media before they communicate with the person mm. who has allegedly harmed them. Oh. And we need to stop that. It is un-Islamic, and I'm sure in many religions it is unacceptable in the eyes of um, Allah, in the eyes of God. And I think our methods of communication and dealing with issues needs to change. Mm. Shukran for that. And uh, lastly, what is the way forward with uh, legislation on dress code that hinders the rights of Muslims in schools or any other departments? Because I do believe and understand that uh, Al-Jamaa has been uh, always upfront uh, in terms of dealing with these kind of matters and making sure that the constitution actually um, works for, you know, for us as Muslims. Yes. The constitution is there. It, the constitution is very clear. I don't think that we are 20 odd years down the line and people still cannot understand the re- basic religious rights of um, the individuals in our country, whether it be Muslim, Christian, Jewish, it does not matter. I think that schools have been advised a long time ago to really look at the code of conduct, the dress code, etc. And I think that they seriously need to learn a lesson from this incident, go back to the SGB, go back to the parents and start communicating and start aligning the codes of conduct in such a way that is respectful of the constitution of our country. Shukran for that, Sister Shamima. And uh, I do appreciate for your time today. And... Um, Shukran for making an effort in in, make, in, in ensuring that uh, the youngsters, I mean the young girls there, um, had their rights actually uh, practiced. Afwan, Afwan, anytime. I think it's our, all of our duty and responsibility. And inshallah, may we just be able to go from strength to strength in the future. Shafiq, all the best to you and shukran for your program. Uh, may Allah grant you beneficial success in all that you do, inshallah. Ameen. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam.